Welcome to the Retirement Evolved Podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. And Bill Seller. We can't forget about Bill Seller. Your name needs to be there too, Bill. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get my guy on that. <laughs> my guy who does that introductory stuff. Yeah, it is me, Bill Seller, along with Adam Bruno. How are you, buddy? I am. Uh, we survived Thanksgiving and I am in full-blown push till the end of the year mode now. Um, well, you must have had a good day. I mean, I know you got together with family. The food was great. The Bills won. The Bills did win. You know, that was the worst part about it because I'm watching the Bills and I'm like, they're going to lose to the Lions and I'm going to have to eat a meal watching the Bills. But you know what? It would have been okay. My mother-in-law, uh, full-blown Jamaican spread and the American spread. We had the turkey. We had ham. I, I always do the honey-baked ham because that's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. She is, made is there oxtail. another one? Is there another no, there's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Everybody's like, what about this ham? I'm like, what, what, there's only honey-baked ham. What are right. we talking about here? And it's so easy, right? She made oxtail. She made uh, fried chicken, which my, my mother-in-law does an amazing fried chicken. It's very crispy. And, uh, you know, we, a lot of good stuff. So we all sat down as a family. And I actually helped her prep because my wife and her other daughters were all getting their hair done and their lashes done on Wednesday. So, see, honey, I do contribute. You didn't go to get your hair done? No, no, the lashes, my lashes aren't due for another two weeks or oh, okay. so. so. Well, all right, good. And my hair, you know, I, I'm trying not to cut it these days. I really don't want it to disappear. Well, because you know what they say, when you live with somebody long enough, you get on the same cycle, but maybe that's something else. I, 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 don't, I don't know, so I just I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, man, we do get together every week here for the Retirement Evolve podcast. Adam is a certified financial fiduciary, a private wealth manager, founder of Evolution Retirement Services, and... We try to talk a little retirement, have a little fun as well, as uh, we, we stare down the next year or so of what's going on with our monies in retirement. And uh, before we get started every week, I like to throw something at you. And, you know, I'm not a runner, never have been. I know people who run, it's like a religion for them. And many runners train for months to get into physical shape before running in a big marathon, right? But I right. saw this story the other day where a 50-year-old man in China his name, uh, he goes by Uncle Chen, takes a different approach. Uh, not only is he a smoker, but he actually smoked while running a 26-mile marathon. With the cigarette hanging from his mouth? Appa- yes. Uh, wow. <laughs> now, he did finish in 574th place, which sounds horrible, but he was still ahead of a thousand other people. Oh, my Lord. As, as a matter- I can only think of that movie where John Mann's like, I think that guy's smoking on the field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, he, he, I think he clocked like three hours and 28 minutes, and that was almost an hour faster than the average finishing time for marathoners nationwide. So and dude, he's not a runner. No. He's a, well, he's a runner, but he's a smoker, and he uh, doesn't let the one interfere with the other, apparently. So. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. That's actually incredible. Yeah, yeah. I walk up the stairs and feel like I smoked a pack. I don't even smoke. but <laughs> I can't imagine running and smoking. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just some of those things that don't go together. You know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Absolutely. I had a guy at, I played flag football with. Um, every series on the sideline, he'd have a cigarette before he had to go back on the field. And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> I love him to death. I mean, he could and he could go. He could go for games and games and games. I I mean, it was we wow. do tournaments and stuff, and he was the first one out there. But I'm just watching him hold the ball and smoke on the sideline. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. It's like the twilight zone. Hey, look, we all got something. Whatever yeah. works for you. So, mm-hmm. oh man, well, listen, um, getting down to business here. It's, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm stating the obvious, right? The markets have had a rough and tumble year, but as we are getting close to the end of 2022, 
The question remains, have we seen the worst? Well, speaking with Barron's Schwab chief investment strategist, Liz Ann Saunders, well, she says maybe. I think there are some boxes you can check that maybe the worst is behind us. Unfortunately, I don't think all those boxes can be checked. I think forward earnings revisions still have ways to go on the downside. I, um, I'm almost assured, at least by the Fed, that the labor market's going to weaken from here. Housing doesn't appear to be stabilizing at all. So I think the mm. macro conditions, we may still have some ahead of us. But we could we could check a few more boxes than we could a few months ago. So in the words of Bill Murray, yeah, I got that going for me. Uh, <laughs> one, one positive also, according to Saunders, is that bonds are hot again. Now, do, do you agree with that 60-40 rule? Does that still apply in a scenario that we're going through right now? So the 60-40 rule, um, just so we're very, very transparent, I don't agree with it at all. Uh, I believe that I believe that investing has evolved, no pun intended. That's part of the reason why I chose to call our companies evolution. Um, <clears throat> so the idea of the 60-40, right? It's if you're if you're 60 years old, you know, 60, 60, 40 looks more like probably 40, 60. But what it basically comes down to is it, what you feel like you want to take risk on, you buy stocks. The other percentage if, that you want to keep safe, you buy bonds. Now, she is correct in saying that some bonds, some bonds are hard again, but we are at, we're on an inverted yield curve, which means that everything's kind of backwards. So the shorter term bonds are actually paying more than the longer term bonds. So it's the bonds might be hot again, but it's by no means stabilized or normal air quotes territory, right? Right. So there's this whole idea that that the 60/40 investing, I would much rather diversify the 60% that's invested even more with some different strategies. That's why I wrote that Kiplinger article about uh, buffered or structured ETFs. You know, we can put some parameters around what we're willing to lose then. So I my my attack on that is always going to be to diversify even a little bit more, get a bunch of different items in there. On our, she used the word checklist. I have a checklist too. On my checklist, I want to see a certain amount of money here, a certain amount of money there, a certain amount of money here. So I, I believe that this is exactly the time to keep doing that. And that's what we're doing when we bring on new families is we're explaining that the strategies stay the same. The amounts might differ. A little more might go here. A little more might go there. But the strategy stays the same because overall the market is going to perform. We know that. Uh, and it's in, in the history that we've had, the market will perform. What we can't afford is to be retired and going through one of those big lags, right? We can't afford that because we don't have a lot of time to recover. So I guess she was just trying to hopefully maybe pull something positive out of everything else that's going on, you know? It, it just seems like there has been such bad news. And, and like she said, you know, things like housing and labor, they're not looking any better. Um, well, that's the thing. None of these, the reason that I'm kind of just like, yeah, you know, the, the reason I'm like that is because Kurt and I have worked so hard on creating strategies where it doesn't matter. You know, the, it, it doesn't matter that the market is down, you know, the, the S&P is down 24% right now because a lot of our families have buffered ETFs and they don't have to worry until it's down 30% or 40%. So there's this idea that that we've kind of put all these these levers in place so that we don't have to worry about these things. But you know what, Bill, you're absolutely right. Things are, are turning around and there's going to be opportunity. The shorter term bond world right now is presenting a lot of opportunity. CDs are back. You know, I, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Capital One's paying four and a half percent for a one year, you know, one year CD. So 
things like that are coming back now. So there is opportunity there. Just like we said months ago when we started this, this journey together, the, there's always going to be opportunity and it always can, there's always going to be a silver lining. But as far as the market overall, you know, I, I still believe in our strategies and what we're doing here because it, it, it stands the test of time. It doesn't matter what's happening. We we're, uh, we're in front of it and we're attacking it. And that's why the podcast is so important to me and sharing what we're doing so that even if I never talk to anybody who listens to this, at least they've got some knowledge of what they can do out there, right? That's what's important. Yeah, and, and I know you've been, you have been you mentioned diversity and having some money here and some money there. And we've kind of touched on this before, but uh, are, do you work with a lot? And I'm, I'm going to – let me ask you two – well, it's a story and then a question. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've talked about as far as diversification is some people like to dabble in crypto. Now, with this FTX crypto debacle that happened. I was going to ask, how'd that work out for Tom Brady? I haven't heard, I haven't seen anything on the. <laughs> Real, you know, starting to hit a lot of folks. Some of the fallout now uh, has some customers saying that they're unable to withdraw their funds. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal did a report the other day that says other crypto firms that relied on FTX may now also be considering filing Chapter 11. And, you know, do you have a lot of folks that are into crypto? Do you deal with this? Do they want to make that part of their portfolio? And where do you go with that? <clears throat> I, I actually don't deal with it because of the exact reason. The exact reason you just saw everything happen the way that it did. And it comes down to one word, regulation. There is no regulation on cryptocurrency. And there's no regulation in that world. So it is the wild, wild west. I have had people who've dabbled in it and said, well, my son got me into this or I tried this. Sure, have fun with that. You know, like with a small percentage of your portfolio, don't don't hang your hat on something that isn't regulated. And look what just happened. You know, it's, it's, it's like the biggest, I told you so in the world. I mean, I've been preaching it from the beginning. How can we put billions and billions and billions of dollars into something that has no regulation. Now, just like you described, people can't get their money out, right? That's that's a regulation problem. If it was regulated, that would never you would never be able to see that happen. Yeah, and and it's one of those things where I I consider myself a a guy that can pretty much keep up with a lot of stuff, especially in technology. But I could never wrap my head around the whole crypto thing. Um, you know, the is it real? Is it not real? Can you use it? And and what 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 were people buying those? NFTs where you're not actually buying art, but you're buying uh, simulation of art and all that crypto stuff. I could never get my ha head around it. Oh, uh, e uh, the oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the was, things that you buy that are like electronic, though, like electronic signatures. Well, and all yeah, that stuff. yeah. The, the stuff, again, it's all mostly virtual stuff. Right, and, right. Uh, well, the thing is, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, one of my favorites. I love that movie. Uh, but McConaughey's in it for a very brief scene. You know, he's got a cameo. He's yeah. got a role there. And he says, uh, what's the what's the word for, you know, the, the some, something that's not real? And Leonardo DiCaprio says, oh, Fugazi. He said, yeah, it's a Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. It's a Woozy. It's a Wazi. It's air. That's exactly what cryptocurrency is. It's it's air, right? I, yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not real in a sense that can I take my cryptocurrency and put it in, in my safe? No. I can put it on my zip drive and then I might lose my zip drive and then we can't keep track of how much cryptocurrency is actually really out there, how much Bitcoin is really out there because they don't account for the amount of Bitcoin that's lost. There's not an infinite number of Bitcoin. There's a finite number, a finite number of Bitcoin that are available. So how do you, when you can't even keep track of the amount of Bitcoins that nobody's going to be able to recover anymore, how does that affect the market? So it's just, 
it's a it's it's a fugazi, it's a fugazi, it's, well, it's a woozy, it's a wazi. And I guess I'm curious too because I don't understand it enough. But do you pay like actual money that we have to get into that? Is yeah. That so what you do is everything is. Um, so what you need in order to get in that world is Bitcoin. That's the actual. Right. That's the actual currency that you can use. Okay. So what you do is you take your money and you buy a piece of a Bitcoin. Cause I think one Bitcoin's, what is it up to now? 17, 18,000 or something? I have no idea. Yeah, I know. I didn't look today. I, I just don't even look anymore, but nobody's going to buy. I mean, some people do, but most people don't buy a whole Bitcoin. You buy a percentage of a Bitcoin and then that money you find, you put into what's called a digital wallet. And this is where this whole platform came from. Well, what if we had a platform? where we can actually keep track of all that without having to have a digital wallet and then send our Bitcoin somewhere else to buy a different type of coin. So any other coin that you want to buy, um, you used to have to just use Bitcoin to buy the other coins because Bitcoin was the standard. Right. So, okay. I, I mean, that's how it used to work. It could be all different now, but it, for me, it's it's kind of like as soon as you say the word digital wallet, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on that. You know, I don't want to I don't want to have to worry about digital currency and you yeah. know what's real and what's in there and all the fees that they charge my gosh Ugh. they charge a lot of fees for the transactions wow all right well and i just looked it up real quick uh, as we're recording this today bitcoin is uh, just a little over sixteen thousand dollars so oh okay so 16 yeah okay. Yeah, I think it was like seventeen something. Well, there week, you go. But, See, with yeah, so it's going else. down. Yeah, yeah it's, going <laughs> it's, down. it's uh, yeah. Why not? Everything else has to, so, except for inflation. That's going up. Oh man, one of the other things I wanted to bring up today, just because these are things that, uh, frankly, I'm worried about. That's why, <laughs> that's why I bring them up. It's all about me. Wait a minute, Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, yeah, I just looked this up. NFTs. That's what they're called. Yeah, they're NFTs. It's like something that you that you trade that's completely electronic. Crypto art, sports collectibles, NFTs. Yeah, it's uh, that's what it is. Non fungible token or something like that yeah yeah that's exactly what it and is once you yeah. once you start telling me i'm spending stuff with the word fungi in it i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> how about funky yeah it's a well, funky type of uh type of investment. yeah there's that there's that's that. this whole metaverse and god yeah. isn't the real world enough for people to uh, now we got to create a whole different non-world that's really a world you know snoop dogg is big into this metaverse thing right and he's like people are paying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to have their metaverse address, you know, right next to or in the same area as Snoop Dogg, because it's a real thing. They're selling proper, they're selling yeah. electronic property in the metaverse. Yeah. What is going on? I, you know what? I'm not buying. I'm not That's either. all I can tell you. I'm all sorry. I go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt No, no, Continue. no. I'm, I'm glad you straightened me out there. I need all the help I can get. NFT. Yeah. I, I hate it. These days I keep forgetting things. You well, know, I so know many, what I'm talking about. Well, and there's so many acronyms and initials for everything. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to bring up the fact that we're, we're kind of running out of time for Congress to, <laughs> to pass that legislation called Secure 2.0, which would add to changes made to the retirement system, I guess, back on the 2019 Secure Act. Uh, I was reading an article that CNBC had saying that they, um, you know, under Secure 2.0, there would be an increase in the mandatory age for RMDs. Now, if that doesn't get signed and that doesn't happen, that, is that going to be a big deal for a lot of people or yes? No? Um, <clears throat> honestly, it's it's we're talking about the difference of 72 to 75 now. Now they're trying to make it, you know, 75 is right. the RMD age. I, I think the big deal is that we just keep kicking this tax can down the road. You know, like eventually people have to realize that whatever's in their IRA, that's not the amount of money they have. The government still has a claim to that portion of money. So if you have $500,000 in an IRA, back out 30% because if you wanted to take it all out right now, that's what you'd pay, 30%, you know? So there's this idea that the longer that we wait for this RMD, 
the more chance there is for taxes to increase. And if taxes increase now, now the RMD 75, the only person that that helps is the IRS. You know, everybody's like all happy that they don't have to take some money now, but you still have to take it. It's just basically delaying the inevitable. You still got a broken leg. Right. Um, you can you could delay it for another two years, but it's still a broken leg. I mean, that's that's the way it goes. So yeah. I, to me, it's just the, the longer we keep kicking this can down the road and not talking about this and not talking about Roth conversions and not talking about our tax environment right now, the harder it's going to be. You're right. I guess a lot of people kind of look at it. Like I always have friends who tell me, oh, I got such a big refund. And I have friends who say, well, why do you want a refund? That just means that they had your money. Right? Of course. And so I guess people look at it the same way with the difference in the age. Uh, good. I don't have to take it out yet, but if I take it out in three years, you're right. Taxes could be higher and I could actually be losing more. Well, what I, I always file an extension and then rather than giving it all to them at once, I, I sign up every year. I'm doing a installment plan right? because I'm not giving them $20,000, $30,000 all at once. I'm not doing it. I, it and you know what? I, what are they going to do with it if I give it all to them? I, I mean, are they going to – it's just it, – it's a ridiculous notion right now. I think uh, any successful family would agree with me. No, Why Adam, give them more money to waste? Adam, you're missing the point. The, the government takes our taxes, and they do wonderful things with all that money. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. You're right. Have you not seen – <laughs> I haven't seen, I'll tell you what, I saw a real big pothole on my way to work today that I drove through. I saw that. I see everybody so concerned about an imaginary world that we're creating rather than our own world. Like that's, to me, it's insane. The, the wheels are off the rails now. That's that's what's happening. Yeah. Too bad taxes aren't imaginary. But yeah, that'd be great. I'm going to pay meta taxes this year. That's what yeah, I'm that's like, I always tell everybody, you say, well, you know, I have a lot of friends. Well, we should actually pay more taxes. You know, we're one of the lower, pay you know, how about if we just spend the taxes we're paying now more efficiently and better? And then see how much more we need, right? Well, careful. I mean, that sounds a whole lot like common sense. You know what happens when we try to use common sense in this country. My bad. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I didn't know that was out loud. I apologize. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen. You it, know what I am excited about? I got to say this. Yeah. I'm excited about, and this is going to be so controversial that I bring this up. I'm, I'm excited that we're all on the same page in this government now about marriage and the way marriage works. You know, I'm excited that... We've just agreed that everybody can marry whoever the heck they want to marry. That doesn't mean you have to marry somebody you don't want to marry. It just, and it doesn't mean anything other than people can marry who they, they're in love with, who they feel like they're in love with. I know I'm normally a very conservative guy, but I got to tell you, I don't think there's a family out there that isn't affected by this in some way. And I'm really impressed with the way that we came together on this as a country because it, we could have let it divide us and continue to stick to our, you know, beat our desk and say this is not right or this is right. Or, and everybody could have had huge fights about this. But, you know, I've seen some staggering numbers over the last few months. You know, we've, we've gone from 30 percent of the, the country feeling like same-sex marriage was okay to now 60 or 70 percent of the country feeling that, that it's okay. So for me, I thought that that was a step in a positive direction. I also feel like it's a step in a positive direction for the for the Republican Party because you can't – we're not in a country anymore where you can stand on your conservative values and say, okay, let's go get the votes, right? We have to understand that this country has changed. We still live in a country where everybody has the right to pursue happiness in their own way um, and believe what they want to believe. And I'm sorry, but you have to if – you're, if you're willing to allow for freedom of religion, you have to allow for freedom – of people to fall in love with who they want to fall in love with, right? I, I mean, if we're talking about freedom, that's that's the big thing with our country, right? So for me, I felt like we've come a long way, um, especially over the last few years with this. And that was something that I will tell you that, that actually made me a little bit excited for the future because if we can find some common ground with a big issue like that, we should be able to find some common ground with 
you know, the woke culture and things like that. I think a, pro a big problem with the woke culture is you have a lot of conservative and traditional people who don't like everything forced on them, right? Now, if those same people went out and met somebody who was woke or one of their family members was woke, right, using the popular term, you're going to have a whole different conversation than be sitting behind your keyboard and bashing something. If it affects you in real life, it's a lot different, right? Yeah, so absolutely. And, and, and you know, the, as far as the, the my angle of looking at the woke culture, as we call it, right, that's, that's the word that we're using now, is that I find it interesting sometimes, though, that the woke culture is those who want to be accepted for who they are, who they love, and all of this. However, should you disagree, uh, the boy, it, it gets pretty uh, – you know, uh, there's no tolerance a, for disagreement. Exactly. I think the problem is that it's it's really like, you know, this is the way we feel and this is the way you should feel too. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. You can't just you can't just hit. And God, I, I hate to. And everybody knows my wife's Jamaican. Um, my kids are, are are mixed race. You know, go back to slavery in this country. Go back to you know, um, go back to the civil rights movement. All of those things were movements. They had to happen. As as ugly and as awful as they were. You did not have everybody on the same page then. Now you can't even you you wouldn't even really be able to find somebody who would agree with any of that from what happened six fifty years ago, right? Yeah. So this idea of this whole woke culture, I've got no problems with it. You know, my 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 daughter's dating somebody who's non-binary. Um, my my cousin's married to her wife now for for years. They have kids together. Like I, I just none of that bothers me in a sense. It doesn't affect my life. What would affect my life is if now somebody says you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way, you can't say this anymore, you can't say that anymore. Right. And some people aren't even – they're not even hip to the new terms or the new lingo, so they don't even know. So they're instantly attacked though, right? Yeah. I, I mean look at right. Gina Serrano, that whole uh, Disney debacle. You know, She didn't want to put her pronouns on her Twitter account. Well, that's her Twitter account. Why should she have to put her pronouns? That doesn't make any sense. That's just that's not exactly what, she what I'm saying. Do. Though that's you know, that's and my she point. now her career is killed in Disney, right? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. No, that that's the part that I can't wrap my head around. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, we just gotta we gotta learn to get along, Bill. Well, you know, we gotta learn to get along. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I just wish everybody could, but. Unfortunately, yeah. that's what they call utopia, and I don't believe that will ever exist. But well, we can do the better. far left we, let's let's call it what it is. The far left contributes to this every day because the far left is the first one to say you have to think this way and you have to do this, and that's why people cry out and say things about socialism and things like that because nobody, if we're truly free then everybody should be able to do what they want to do. And there shouldn't be, you have to think this way or you have to think. It's the complete opposite end of the spectrum, right? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's where my head starts to hurt. So <laughs> <laughs> You and me both, brother. Uh, but, you know, I, the reason I bring that up is it gives me hope for things, you know, especially for retirees. Another thing that gives me hope is, you know, Medicare costs are going down next year for the first time in I don't know when. You know, Medicare costs are going down. Social Security got a nice little bump. Now, yes, inflation was high this year, but we're starting to do the right things and take care of the people that need to be taken care of in this country, especially the ones that have actually, when you look at it, these retirees are the ones that paved the way for us to live the way that we, we have lived. They've paid their money for 60 years, 60 plus years. So they deserve to enjoy some benefits, right? Right. It's, it's the same way I feel about the armed services. You know, it, people like that that have sacrificed and, and done the same things for years that have protected us, 
people deserve to have you know some benefits. I truly believe that about the retirees in our system. Stop gouging them because they're the ones that have the money. Start start holding everybody accountable. You know, and that that really I do have some hope now. That's Adam Bruno, ladies and gentlemen. That's what he's all about, and and uh, I'm, I'm no, I don't say that in a joking way. I'm am serious, man, and, and I love the fact that you're passionate about that, I'm, that you're passionate about what you do, and that you're passionate about helping those people that need it and and want it. And uh, if you've got questions for Adam, you can always check more uh, check out more about them at evolutionretirementservices.com. We always like to throw the number out too if you want to give him a call at the office eight six six eight three eight three seven six five. And be sure you also check out his other website, which is chock full of great information. These podcasts, a book called They Lied, The Real Cost of Your Retirement, and more fun stuff, uh, including his latest article for Kiplinger. You can find that at taxfreefortmyers.com. And make sure you spell out the word fort, taxfreefortmyers.com. You know, Bill, and I do want to jump in there just because we're coming up on the end of the year. Um, and I know this is going to sound awful, but I, I want to make sure that I'm that I say it this way. If you are kind of kicking the tires or you just have, you know, general questions, you know, I, I would tell you to kind of to wait until next year to kind of reach out. Things have been very, very slammed around here. And with the podcast, with everything going on in the community, with the hurricane, we've had uh, just an influx of people coming in and they've, they're, you know, they're ready when they come in. They have their numbers. They want their reports. If that's you, we're more than happy to help you out. Um, and we're not going to charge you anything, just like always. We don't work with everybody. We like to help everybody who we come into contact with. I have to put a caveat to that now just because we're at the end of the year. If you really do want the help, just make sure that you have all of your numbers. You know specifically what you'd like to know, what you want to ask about. Um, if you want to kick the tires because you're thinking about possibly working with another advisor, air quotes, um, that's not really what we do here. I would tell you we'll still want to help you and answer any general questions that you have. I would just hope that you could kind of either email information at evolutionretirementservices.com or even just kind of give us until after January before you start kicking our tires a little bit. I know that sounds rude, but there's a lot of people out there that really want the help and they've been, they, and it's been a blast helping everybody, but we got to reserve our time for those people that know exactly what they want, what they have questions about, what they're, what they're concerned about. So fair enough. Fair enough. Adam, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, I, that's all I got, man. So go Bills. <laughs> go Bills and go Falcons. You know, it's, uh, I can't believe it. They had a chance to be in first place with the win, Bill. I was like, oh, I, I didn't see the Buccaneers beating the Browns because I saw the Bills yeah. play the Browns two weeks ago. And I'm like, this is a really good team. They're, you know, so, it, you know, you never know. It's close. The Falcons could still pull one out of the hat. Oh, I'm sorry. You were serious. Okay. Um, <laughs> Come on, Bill. Have a little hometown pride. <laughs> Have a good one, my friend. All we'll right. talk again soon. We'll talk soon. This is the Retirement Evolved Podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. As always, please hit your like, subscribe, follow, whatever button you've got on your podcast player. We'd really appreciate it. Investment advisory services are offered through Evolution Wealth Management Incorporated, an investment advisor registered with the state of Florida. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Evolution Wealth Management's unique CRD number is 307644. You can obtain a copy of Evolution Wealth Management's firm brochure, Form ADV Part 2A, free of charge by visiting advisorinfo.sec.gov. Evolution Wealth Management offers investment advisory services only, where it is appropriately registered or exempt from registration and only after clients have entered into an investment advisory agreement 
agreement confirming the terms of engagement and have been provided a copy of the firm's ADV Part 2A. Insurance services are provided by Evolution Retirement Services. Any guarantees mentioned are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company and may be subject to restrictions, limitations, or early withdrawal fees, which vary by the issuer. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. You should consider the charges, risks, expense, and investment objectives carefully before entering a contract. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and should not be construed as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect either transactions in securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. This material is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, accounting, or other financial advice. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services are affiliated entities.